for listening to the Dietitian Online podcast. For more information, visit www.jessieasher.com. Welcome back, fellow RDs. So I want to start today's uh, episode with a little announcement. In the past, I've been using the URL peanutjar.com, and it was meant to reflect the name Practical Nutrition. But I have since moved away from that. Uh, one of the things you learn in business is a really good tip of just using your name for the URL or for your business, especially if you're a solopreneur and your brand is mostly you. It sticks with people more. People um, associate you with your name. The name Practical Nutrition was really meant when I was doing more of the one-on-one client work. And like you know, I've since moved away from that. So just a little bit of history there. So you um, won't use my peanut jar URL anymore to get to the website. You'll just use jessieasher.com. All right, so moving right along, today's episode is my nine top online tools. And I know you're listening to this, but if you are interested in the links, there's a lot of links littered through this if you go to the blog at jessieasher.com. So I'm going to start this off with a story. And I was sitting at my desk and I hissed to myself, how the F do people make such eye-grabbing graphics? I had spent hours on this picture, and as I started it, I realized it looked like a two-year-old who had just had a heyday on Photo Editor. I felt completely out of my league. It was a really terrible feeling. Thank God, through consistency, I slowly started to unearth the different tricks that people had up their sleeves, and I was blown away at how professional a newbie could really look. All the pro tips and tricks were within my grasp at the time whenever I first started this online journey and I was having these types of stories and feelings of frustration and they are within your grasp as well. Being a noob, aka a newbie, there's some gaming lingo for you, so thanks boyfriend, which is what I call my husband. Um, Being a noob can be frustrating and so today I just want to share nine of my top tools and give a little introduction to each of them. Before I do this, full disclosure is needed. I am not currently being paid for any of the advertising that I'm doing in this blog. It's just to help you guys, um, but it wouldn't hurt to give a little hint hint to some of the people that I'm giving a shout out to today. So number one is Squarespace. At first, I was using a website through GoDaddy. I grabbed my domain there, my original peanut jar domain that I talked about earlier, and having everything in one place just kind of sounded like a good idea. It made sense at the time. And the website worked fine, but I soon realized that the platform was a little limiting. I wasn't allowed to add my own personalization. I wasn't allowed to add coding. And while I'm not a coding wizard, thanks to my MySpace days, holler, I can get myself around some basic coding, so I decided to ditch the free trial on GoDaddy and move on. WordPress seems to be the site that everybody else uses, and I'd be lying if I didn't kind of admit that I've wondered from time to time about switching. The plugins that you kind of hear about make me jealous sometimes, but if I'm being totally honest, Squarespace has just stolen my heart, chocolate and wine included. I would 100% recommend them to NERD. There's tons of templates to choose from and it can be personalized. Their extensive guide and video library are really invaluable and you can find YouTube videos from other people on 
basically anything else you need problems with or have problems with, including coding-based issues. You can inject your own coding to personalize the fonts, the pictures, and much more. And you can even link up, if you have a graphic designer or somebody that's helping you, you can link them up as an admin to the site. But don't let this intimidate you if you're sitting there with a really old soul. I have completely done everything do-it-yourself so far. I've been too stubborn to pay for outsourcing, especially for the website, um, although that is something that's in the up-and-coming plans. Short shout-out to A&E Creative, by the way. He has got some awesome tutorials. He's really a lifesaver, especially when it comes to customized coding. So check him out if that's something you're having problems with. Uh, Tool number two is Canva. Holy moly, Charlie. Canva is the holy grail of all things pictures. The story that I had in the beginning when I was struggling with that two-year-old do-it-yourself image, the answer to that and probably your problems now is Canva. Canva is a photo editing tool, and they have all kinds of pre-sized graphic templates, done-for-you designs. They even have an ebook outline. Um, if you don't know, you know the dimensions of your LinkedIn cover, don't sweat it. They have you covered. They have them pre-done, pre-sized you know, sized and everything. All you have to do is upload all your stuff, put them in folders, and go to town. There is a free version, and that's what I started out. Um, when you get the paid version, you can create logos without backgrounds, have access to a lot more tools, and you're supporting a site that, quite frankly, deserves it. Um, even the bigwig entrepreneurs refer to their use of Canva from time to time. Tool number three is PayPal and Stripe. So unless you've lived under a rock or at the North Pole, you've heard of PayPal. Stripe was a new one for me, but it's essentially the same thing. Some platforms like Healthy require that you use a Stripe account. Um, From what I've been able to tell, again, they're very similar. If you are looking at some of the higher packages on PayPal, specifically the higher business packages, Stripe might be a better deal because they don't charge any kind of monthly fee. But either way you go, having something like a PayPal or a Stripe is essential for your practice or for any type of blog or anything that you'll put together and you'll need money to be sent back and forth. Um, I know Facebook is starting to roll out some of that too. I haven't really looked into that, but I think PayPal and Stripe are just kind of a safe, secure way to go. Tool number four is active campaign. By far the most bizarre thing I ran into in the business world has been email lists. You can love them, you can hate them, but you really need one. So here's a little crash course to what an email list is for all of you people kind of wondering what what that means. It's essentially a list of customers or followers. Usually you give some type of freebie or some value in exchange for their email. Um, It's really the only thing that you own in business besides your website, unlike your Facebook groups and Twitter followers, which are not really yours. So we can think about it this way. In a real store, there's foot traffic. You have customers walking in, they're buying things, they're giving you emails and phone numbers at the checkout line. Online, that luxury is gone. It's not there. You may have 200 people read your blog post, but unless they give you some form of identification, they're gone forever back into their world or the ethernet. Their email is your only connector, so it's really golden. I use ActiveCampaign and I really like them. They interface well with lead pages and are really user friendly. Um, other options include Drip, which is actually owned by lead pages, and MailChimp, which is also really popular. Um, email lists are really important and I've actually decided at some point to dedicate an entire article or podcast over them. Um, head over to my Facebook page, like it, let me know that you want that article up. 
um, just to kind of show that there is some interest in that. Tool number five is lead pages. So let's start with another mini story because who doesn't like stories, right? I was sitting at lunch on my phone. I was skimming through emails, which are 98% crap and 2% important. So the important ones tend to stand out. Between swiping left and hitting delete, I stopped as I got to one from lead pages. I opened it and realized that I had been charged $79. No, it was $97. 97 bucks, almost $100 for that month. After a mini heart attack, I realized I hadn't bumped my package down after a 90-day dollar trial. Instinctively, and just as a gut-wrenching reaction, I canceled my account, but I was still locked in for 30 days. But shit, did I really need something that expensive? Fast forward 30 days, and I found out that indeed I did. The good news is they have a monthly package for, th for 37 a month, which is much more doable and contains all of the tools that I needed and that you would ever need. They actually have a 25 a month option as well, but it's a paid in full type thing for 12 months. All that is to say, Lead Pages is a landing page software you can use to garner emails, which is what I talked about earlier. One of the best ways to grow your email lists, again, like I said earlier, is to create some kind of to create some kind of freebie or freemium that I, I mentioned before and exchange it for some value. Well, to have that exchange take place, you have to have some way of presenting the offer in an attractive manner, grab the name and email address of whoever's interested, and then to distribute that freemium to the client. Lead Pages is the single best, most attractive, and easy to use way that I found I have found to be able to do that. ClickFunnels is another option, but their prices are really high and they're much more geared towards other businesses that are already kind of established and practicing. Lead Pages also had lead, lead boxes, which allows you to create and add pop-up boxes to your website. While pop-ups are annoying sometimes, they convert emails like crazy. Don't discard them. Anything that helps raise your email list is worthy of attention. And as you'll hear me say, and you'll hear other people say as well, the money is in the list. So tool number six is podcasts. So many podcasts. Personally, I am a running freak. I'm honestly, if I'm being completely transparent, I'm more of a walk-run freak. But besides the point, I just love going outside and moving, but I always feel like I'm wasting time. You know, it's like an hour or two out of my day if I'm not doing something productive along the way. So my answer is I listen to podcasts and there are so many great podcasts out there for business, nutrition, private practice, marketing, SEO, basically anything you can think of. Um, if you're reading this, if you're listening to this like you are, you already know that I have a podcast. Um, there's a little indication on the blog that if you're reading this, then you need to come check this out. So now that I've plugged myself, um, on my iTunes playlist is Amy Porterfield's Online Marketing Made Easy. I really like Amy Porterfield. She's very down-to-earth, very just value-packed podcast. The Marie Forleo Podcast, Dietitian Connection Podcast, specifically the leadership one. Smart Solo Business, Build Your Tribe with Shalene Johnson, and The Blog Millionaire. And that's just some. No, I don't listen to every one of them every week, but when one catches my eye and it lines up with what I'm studying at the time, I eat it up like pizza. And if you know me on a personal level, you know that I could double fist pizza all day long. By the way, if you have a long commute, you can turn your car into a mobile classroom. There is no excuses to not learn. Tool number seven, audiobooks and books. 
by far my favorite books are the you are the you are a badass series there's one for a general kick in the butt and then there's one covering money mindset which is something i strongly think dietitians need to focus more on other books on my bookshelf include dot-com secrets and expert secrets by russell brunson launch by jeff walker the power of habit by charles duhigg and that one was actually one a required reading on our internship. It's an amazing book. Everybody and every client should read it. So tool number eight is the virtual platforms. I wasn't aware at first that there were actually virtual platforms tailored to dietitians. Most of these are preloaded with HIPAA compliance and allows you to sleep well at night. Um, but here's just a smorgasbord of platforms that I've encountered. Number one is healthy. This is probably the most popular, at least among the people that I've talked to, that I've found. I've played around with it personally, and it's actually pretty nice. The app that your client uses is pretty easy to use, and the customer service on your end is pretty impeccable, actually. There's a Skype-like feature on the uh, platform that allows you to essentially FaceTime your client through the app. So everything is right there all in one. There's some other... Um, kind of virtual platforms like Nutremedy, Fruit Street, and Calyx. I won't lie, I've never really played with those myself, and every time they get brought up in Facebook groups or in chats, the majority of the comments are people talking about how great healthy is. So I guess take that for what it is. Another one is FaceTime. Um, I found out recently that's HIPAA compliant, so how cool is that? Skype is a platform. However, it's not HIPAA compliant. You need to remember that. Zoom, Z-O-O-M. This is a Skype-style platform as well. I absolutely love Zoom. I actually use it for business masterminds and family calls. Um, the basic version is not HIPAA compliant, but you can contact them and set up for an account that is. So that's kind of neat. MyFitnessPal is another option. It is not HIPAA compliant, but it is a good way to track your client intake if they're more number-based. Lose It is the same way as MyFitnessPal. So it's not HIPAA compliant either, but if your client is more number-driven and math-oriented, um, it's a really good option. And Lose-It actually has a, a, an extension called Ascend, and you can actually use it to become the coach or leader over your clients. So you can kind of – it give, just gives you some options to overlook your clients instead of just being their friend. The last one on this one is HIPAA-compliant email. Now, by law, HIPAA law allows you to email patients, but you have to keep the information to a minimum. But you can, if you're willing to cough up a little money, have a HIPAA-compliant email. I personally had one for a while through GoDaddy. Um, it's just through Microsoft. It's literally as easy as paying and then clicking a box. So if that's something you're interested in, maybe look a little bit more into that. And then tool number nine are social media platforms. So social media platforms are crucial for marketing, network, finding your clients and colleagues, and really establishing yourself as an expert in your niche. Something I think is really worth mentioning, though, is that you do not, not, not need to be the jack of all trades when it comes to the social media platforms. When I was an undergrad, I remember when dietitians were just starting to dive into the online platforms. And I was reading, I vividly remember reading a couple articles that encouraged RDs to utilize all of them. And these articles would say things like, if you're not on every platform, you're missing potential reach and you're missing potential clients. And I'm here to call bull on that. And I don't think I'm the only one. It's to the point now where being on every platform would be a full-time job. Each platform 
is unique. It has different ways to post. It has different, just, they're just all so different. My advice and the advice I hear others give is to pick one core media platform and maybe a secondary. The first platform will be the one that you focus on every day. Most people, it's Facebook, but for some people, they might choose Pinterest or some other ones. On that platform, you're going to post, you're going to engage, and stay up to date every single day. This platform should, this platform should be fun for you, not work. If you dread your life every time you type in the URL, you're not going to put 100% into it, and that low vibe that you bring in will carry over to your followers if you ever have any. The secondary platform should be just that. It should be a secondary. So you post on it three to four times a week. You're staying engaged, but you're not getting overwhelmed. If you have a VA or an intern or you get the first two platforms down so well that you can handle a third, that is awesome. But don't trip over your own feet before you start. So here's just a quick rundown of some of the popular media platforms. Number one is Facebook. So business pages and Facebook groups are great ways to get involved in your communities. You'd be really surprised at who you can meet and connect with through those pages. Facebook Lives are all the rage right now. And if you're not jumping on that train, you should start. Yes, it's very uncomfortable at first, but you always look more confident than you feel. I promise. Number two is Instagram. This is for more of the visual stuff. You can easily update this and post throughout the day. Do a little research on the hashtag concept of that. The hashtags can both work for you and against you. Number three is LinkedIn. Um, Honestly, I need to hop on there more. I hear really great things about it. I just sometimes honestly forget it exists. If you're on it, utilize it. It's basically a professional Facebook, but I will say since I joined years ago, it's slowly become more active and more laid back. Number four is Twitter. I personally will never understand this platform. I've tried over and over. I can't get it. But others have had really awesome success with it. So just remember that it's fast-moving. Think drive-by information. It's not the greatest platform to post deep, involved information at. Number five is Pinterest. This is a really great platform for RDs. It's a mix of the visual and the information and the links. Um, You can start a business account really in seconds. So that's really a great platform to consider. And then number seven or six, I lost count, is Snapchat. And this is another one that honestly is just beyond me. I, I can't figure out how someone would use it in business, but I know people do. And they always say that it's more of a behind-the-scenes type type platform, which if you have a lot of really loyal followers, they're going to eat that stuff up. So I guess that would be the best place to use that. So for now, this is my big list of resources. Hopefully, you can find something out of this that's helpful. I know it's taken me months and months to figure all this stuff out and to really compile all these resources, and it's only going to keep getting bigger. Um, the, the idea, the concept I want to leave you with though, is to remember that a trait of a successful entrepreneur in one word is really resourcefulness. So until next time, love and vibes, Jesse Asher.